Hi everyone, this is Jackie Cooper with Crypto Mom 2 Talk Show and I want to welcome everyone back and thank you for liking and subscribing so that way you can hear and see um, all the various talk shows that are going to be dropping and shared with you as time goes on. I have a really special guest today, which I will introduce in a quick second. Um, I was at the Bitcoin 2022 event in Miami and I met a lot of great people, a lot of great companies, and I'm really excited to chat with um, my fellow Bitcoin miner here today. Um, there's so much going on in the uh, Bitcoin arena, both from the mining side, as well as the investment side, as well as the development side, um, you know, from open source to a whole slew of, of topics. I do wanted to share that these shows are not financial advice. You definitely have to do your own due diligence and research. You also have to invest at your own uh, risk because there's always highs and lows with every um, activity on the blockchain. Uh, but there's a lot of creativity and there's um, a lot of great business that's going on. And that's one of the things that I realized when I was at the Bitcoin conference is that there's um, business for the big business and there's business for the individuals. And so today we're going to be talking about both sides of it. Um, for those that are new to Crypto Mom 2, I just want to share that my background is as a lawyer, but I'm also an educator as well as a mom. And so my whole purpose um, with this talk show is to provide you with a variety of resources that are available in this blockchain space and uh, information for you to make your own decisions and for you to learn about the creativity that definitely exists here. So today I just want to welcome Ike or Isaac here. Um, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. It's, it's great to see you again. Yeah, yeah. I know you were kind enough to um, do a live stream with me with my book, Bitcoin Cinderella, which is on Amazon. You know, I'll do a little plug there. But um, tell me, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself as well as the company that we're going to be talking about today? Because I was really impressed with what you guys are doing and I, I want to, you know, share my platform and all my listeners with you as well. So go ahead and introduce. Yeah, I'm happy to. Thanks, Jackie. I'm Isaac Holyoke. I'm the vice president of communications for CleanSpark. And so my portfolio includes marketing, communications, investor relations, and other duties as assigned, which is more and more these days, it seems like. Um, and I've been with CleanSpark for not too long, actually, since the summer, in July. Um, I followed the company for a long time before that. CleanSpark started out in the renewable energy space, building microgrids. And a microgrid is essentially energy generation on site. It's a battery where you can store it. And then it's a sophisticated software that says when you should use energy from the grid, when you should use energy from solar panels on your roof, or when you should be drawing down on your battery. And so we were looking at building um, a, a, a commercial system for a data center in Atlanta um, in College Park, which is where the airport is, the busiest airport in the entire world. It's just regained that status recently, actually. Um, so the busiest airport in the entire world, there's a data center down there, and they happen to be mining Bitcoin. And wow. we ended up acquiring them. And this was when Bitcoin was around thirteen or 14,000. And Bitcoin has gone up since then i know bitcoin's down for for a lot of people right now but it's not really down for it depends on when you buy the bitcoin it's when bitcoin's down um 
and the rest is, is sort of history on that. So we um, required the data center, uh, increase the amount of Bitcoin mining we do there in College Park, required a, another um, space, a bot land to build another mining facility, um, land in a building actually in Norcross, which is also the Atlanta area. And then we co-host some machines um, in upstate New York at Coinment. And then we just recently announced a very large uh, uh, contract with Lancium, which is a renewable energy. Um, uh, they build renewable energy grids, um, specifically in Texas, actually, so wind and solar. And we just barely announced that. And so that is actually going to be built and start to come online later this year, not until about December, actually, is when the first 50 megawatts will come online. And then in spring of next year, another 150 megawatts will come online. So we're talking, I mean, we are, this is, this is, this is mining, uh, this is institutional mining at the corporate level. Um, it's big, it's huge. Uh, and it's, it's incredible to see uh, what these mines look like. Our, our College Park mining facility is, is air-cooled. So it's outdoors, the machines are buzzing. I don't mind the buzz. It, it, it bothers some people. Um, we put up sound walls to be good neighbors. Um, so the sound goes up, it's not traveling anywhere, it's not, it's not bothering anyone in the community. And then our uh, Norcross facility is actually all immersion cooled. And that sounds like a spa. There's no buzzing, there's no noise, it's just the sound of trickling water. It's not really water, right? It's an oil substance that's, that's used, like a mineral oil almost. It's the closest analogy that I've, that I've, that I've noticed. It's, it's non-toxic and it's just the water trickling. It's, it's bath water because machines get very hot, right? Yeah. And so it's that temperature. Uh, we've been joking around that we want to pipe music through the intercom system and so people who work there you know can just zen out on the sound of Bitcoin mining. yes exactly yeah um yeah so that that's that's clean spark um about 90 percent of our we're a publicly traded company on the nasdaq about 90 percent of our revenue comes from bitcoin mining um and then 10 percent comes from our legacy energy business uh which we which we still do some of that um, but we were attracted to Bitcoin mining. It was kind of a, it was kind of an accident, but it was fortuitous because we really believe in decentralized energy. Um, it should be as easy to generate your own power as it is to grow your own food. Um, that has been our line, and Bitcoin is decentralized currency. It's decentralized money, and so for us, it's decentralized energy meets decentralized money, and it's a match made in heaven. Um, not only for this, not only for um, sort of the, the profits and all that kind of stuff, but for the social utility of it. And and we can talk more about this, but that's one of the yeah. reasons why we invest heavily in sustainable mining. So using non-carbon resources, uh, non-carbon energy sources. For I love everything that you're talking about. I, I definitely want to break this down a little bit because I was just at um, a, a, a blockchain dinner last night, actually. I don't know when people are going to be hearing this, but um, yes, very much so. And I... Uh, there were many uh, different companies there, and one of them actually was talking about, um, again, I'm not techie, so you're going to have to come bring this back around and, and with the right language. But they were talking about exactly the immersion that you had talked about in terms yeah. of, um, so it, again, the idea that you can have um, traditional mining and then you have the cooling aspect be more liquid around. And it was like, yeah. I was just listening with open ears because I had never heard that before. So this immersion type of, um, you know, concept is amazing to me because of how 
the technology has evolved. I mean, I know that, um, and I think this is important for us to talk about, a lot of people are concerned about the um, environmental impact of Bitcoin mining. But I think that um, when you're using um, renewable energy, when you're using whether it's solar or hydro or, you know, you're looking at how can you incorporate this in a way that's both encouraging um, the currency side as well as the environmental energy use side. That's yeah. fascinating to me. So um, do you, does your company have a lot of um, scientists or how are you developing and incorporating all this, you know, environmentally friendly, sustainable um, avenues? Yeah. So our, our vice president of technology is a great guy. His name is Rich Inman. He is a, he's an engineer. He's a PhD and I forget the, this exact engineering specialty, but essentially he studies, studied or dissertation on e-transfer. Wow. So, yeah. Um, and so, and then we also work with partners, of course. So our, our immersion filled, our, these tanks, we don't, we don't build them ourselves. We work with different vendors and different partners in order to build those. Um, but we do, I mean, we test them all out. Um, and I wish I could speak more about this. I mean, Rich is a super sophisticated guy, but he also spent a lot of time in education like you, so he can explain it in ways that people like me can understand, mm-hmm. uh, which is an extremely impressive thing to do. Um, so, I mean, as you said, there's essentially these two ways. And, and Immersion Cooled, um, it's not, it's not new. It's, it's certainly new for Bitcoin mining, but data centers have used this in the past. And I actually learned at the Bitcoin mining conference that back in 2014 or 2013, there was an at-home Bitcoin miner that was immersion cooled. Wow. That sat on your countertop, like next to your blender. Wow. Uh, yeah. And I want to get my hands on one of these. So if any of your viewers know about <laughs> one machines, I would love to get one of these. It's sort of like the original, yeah, it's like the original Apple machine, you know, it's probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And so can you imagine just mining on your kitchen counter while you're like making your morning green smoothie or something like that? It's right next to each other. Uh, and Bitcoin experienced one of its drops then, and it was the, the company ended up going under, and so they didn't distribute it. But the, the, the what they were doing, though, is they were really trying to bring, we, we kind of think of corporate mining as something that's new or it's happened recently, but the institutions were already there way back then, and this company wanted it to be more accessible. To home miners essentially and so that's that's why they did that home miners i i, I guess you probably co you locate your machine you host your machine somewhere or do you, i do i know you do somewhere i yeah. do um so for those that you know are interested in finding out more about the mining that i'm doing you can look at the qr code and the uh the company that i purchased my i have two rigs um I could have them sent to my home, but I decided that I wasn't going to have it home-based. I do have them hosted by Advanced Mining, and um, they're hydro, so they, they, they're they very eco-friendly as well. Um, and there's insurance on the rig, so I like that. Um, they deal with all the tech, making sure it's up and running, and the Bitcoin drops daily into my wallet, so I like that. So I'm the flip side of what you're doing, because I'm the individual who's involved while you're the corporation but but both from both perspectives we're looking at making sure that it's environmentally friendly um so are your um miners it sounds like they're all um 
in one location, not an or do you also have them mobile? Do you, you know, do you there are multiple locations? They're not there. I mean, some of them are mobile, quote unquote, and that they're in containers, self okay. container. The immersion cooling stuff's not mobile by any means. Yeah, our air cooled ones you could move them, um, but but. But there are the two facilities. So we've got, but we have miners or ASICs. We've got them up in you know, upstate New York, two facilities in Atlanta, and now soon to be one in Texas. So they're kind of all over the place. Um, I, I, I kind of want to talk about this aspect of sustainability or using renewable energy or non carbon energy. Yeah, please, um, let's do that. Because it's not just that miners can and, and ought, I think, to use renewable energy. Um, it's that miners and Bitcoin specifically can help develop renewable energy. So where there are places in the United States that don't have renewable energy or it's not affordable, for example, to build out wind farms or solar farms, Bitcoin can come in, a Bitcoin miner, and can work with whoever is building out that facility to essentially um, make it profitable faster. It incentivizes the building of renewable generation. And don't quote me on this, but one of the figures that I saw recently is it essentially takes the payback period from 11 years in some instances, in some cases. Again, it depends on markets, right? Where you are in the country, what grid you're part of, where you are in the world, for about 11 years to three years. Wow. So you can, yeah, it makes it, because you know how it is right now if you put solar panels on your house. I mean, you're going to lucky. You're going to be lucky to have those paid off, you know, in 15 years. Um, that's a long time. It's the right thing to do, and, and we should do things because they're the right thing to do. And I, I think that's true. But also in a market, it's worth also incentivizing people to do the right thing. Um, and Bitcoin mining is one way that we can that we can do that. And you've heard this analogy before, and we've used it's used all over the place. But the analogy essentially is. That Bitcoin mine, it takes energy and it stores that energy, not in a battery, but in, in a currency. And then that currency then has value for people all over the world. Um, I, I've been really impressed with, I, I really like Alex Gladstein. I don't know if you read him or, or follow his writings. He works for the Human Rights Foundation, I think is what it's called. But he talks about financial privilege and a lot of a lot of those in the United, of us in the United States, we have, I mean, the dollar, yes, is degrading right now seeing that happen in real time but we do have the privilege of living in a fairly stable currency and there's a lot of people all over the world who don't have that and so bitcoin's a real lifeline for folks like that um and it and we're soon we may see it being a real lifeline not just as not just an asset for us right in the united states but depending on how inflation um falls out in the next few months and years who knows um, what, what kind of utility bitcoin will have for us I love the fact that you have blended both the currency side with the energy side. Um, so do you think that this energy that um, is being tapped into, how do you see that being used in the future? So I think some of it will be used for a sort of, so, I mean, to help with some of our ambitious goals that we have as a country about decarbonizing their economy. And by that, what I mean by this transition, right, to a renewable energy. And so right now, um, it's it's natural gas is, is, it depends on where you are in the country, right? It has gone up quite a bit in the Northeast. Um, but there's, there's cheaper ways to generate energy often than building out solar or wind. And so Bitcoin miners are 
part of that transition, right? That when it's not exactly incentivized by market forces or by government subsidies or something like that, Bitcoin mining can come in at this precise moment. It's, it's brilliant in a way, and I almost get chills thinking about it, that precise moment when we need to be building out our renewable infrastructure, Bitcoin is on the scene in a very major and large and corporate way. And it's and it has the attention of, you know, Fidelity and Goldman Sachs and all these places, right? It's sort of at the right moment where some of the financing and deals can start to be put together in order to build out some of these resources. Like, for example, the the, the um, relationship we have with Lancium, which will be wind, and I think mostly wind, some solar in, in Texas. So tell me more about what's happening there in Texas. How is um, how are you going to be um, building that out? Yeah, so I I mean I I'm, pro- I'm probably not the right person to have the exact conversation. That's about okay. That. That's okay. Yet, we're just <laughs> starting. Um, but essentially, what happens is, is Bitcoin miners can work with large renewable energy generators, and what essentially can happen is. Because we, we consume a consistent load of energy, we and we can power up or power off a lot faster than, say, like a factory does that's making carpet or glue or whatever it is that they happen to make. Um, and so so that's one way we do that. I mean, our own facilities, this is kind of cool. So our Norcross facility in Atlanta, um, we're installing solar panels on the roof of that facility. It'll be about 1,400 panels. Which sounds like a lot because the normal ha- an average house has between three and five panels. Well, I mean maybe a bit more depending on how big the house is. So those fourteen hundred solar panels are on the roof of our facility, and they'll produce about 0.6 megawatts of, of energy. Now the whole facility is twenty megawatts, so it's not a ton, right? You've got to build out a lot of solar panels in order to make it work. Um, but just the idea of, of, of solar powered mining though to me is just so cool like we're con- we're converting light that took eight minutes to get here into bitcoin that's that's crazy it's like it's outer space bitcoin or something it's, i don't know it, I love it. it is amazing and it's so funny i'll go back to the bitcoin cinderella book at the end of the uh the cinderella story the prince and samantha who's the cinderella of the story they decide they don't want to live at the palace and they want to build a um, their own home that is uh, heated by Bitcoin miners and cool. uh, energized by solar panels. So, um, you know, and one of her next adventures is going to be in the Bitcoin mining area to kind of explain everything. So I cannot wait to write that and to interview you and others within the field so I can kind of incorporate more the about the technology and the education and bring it down to a level that makes it um, friendly for both um, those who are just learning about mining as well as youth and and um, the next generation of the um, of those that we want to kind of go into these fields because these are career building fields that we need the the individuals to think about you know absolutely I'll, I'll send you some some cool links. There's a group called Brains. Oh, great! I, have you heard of them, Brains? No. It's, they're a Bitcoin miner, just super bright group of people, um, and they've been writing some explainers essentially on the relationships between Bitcoin and energy, and it's just super sharp 
stuff, all certain by engineers. So like when you're ready to have those conversations, I'll connect you to the smart folks because it's not me. <laughs> it's, um, uh, for sure. And I would, and I also can anticipate kind of visiting, you know, down um, whether it's in, um, you know, the Atlanta area or one, or even New York, you know, one of the areas. So I can actually walk and see and, um, oh, I'd love that. and use the visuals within the book too, because again, yeah. whenever, and I, I didn't think about this when I started writing, but I, now I understand when different authors are writing, they do their research and then they incorporate that into the story. So you can actually make it more relevant and uh, excited, you know, when a character goes somewhere, because you actually have been there. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. Um, how, how, why did you, I mean, there's lots of, there's, 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 there's lots of genres for writing. How did you land on children's literature? Um, well, I decided on the fiction side, um, so that way it would give me a little bit more leeway in terms of writing, um, because again, um, Samantha's mother doesn't die in the Cinderella version. She ends up being um, one of the early blockchain engineers who works with or worked with Satoshi, who created Bitcoin. And obviously, yeah. because we don't know who Satoshi is, that's sort of... Um, a literary license that I took. Um, yeah. But I I also know that, um, you know, the, the fairy tale aspect is, is fun and you can incorporate a lot of education within stories. So it's really an adult fairy tale with the idea that it can open up conversations to for parents and for youth, you know, about what's going on in the blockchain, because it's, um, like, you know, you and I've had conversations offline. It's just an amazing, there's a lot of commercial applications that yeah. are being used and developed. And um, in five years, who knows where, you know, we're going to be seeing all of this be. Um, so I'm excited about it. So tell me, uh, what's the website that people can um, check out? Cleanspark.com, www.cleanspark.com. Um, so clean and then spark, um, that's, that's us. Um, and we're also on Twitter and on Facebook and on YouTube and, um, what am I missing here? Instagram. Yep. And for everyone who is listening and maybe don't have a pen or paper, don't worry. I'm going to have all the contact information below. So that way you can definitely, you know, reach out, um, and learn more and, and as mentioned, if you, you know, want to do your research and, and uh, get involved with the company, they're on the NASDAQ. So you can definitely check that out. Um, any other way that uh, you want them to reach out to you or to get involved? Yeah, uh, I, I'm open to, yeah, you can reach me directly at my email address, Isaac at cleanspark.com. Happy to chat anytime. You can also reach us at PR at cleanspark.com is another way. Um, and then, or just, you, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on Twitter. I'm rhetoric dude on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not a really active Twitter user. I've been at it for, I've, gosh, I've had a Twitter handle for almost 12 years now, and I mostly use it to follow um, gardeners. I'm an avid gardener, um, Bitcoiners, um, and then I used to follow a lot of political junkies, and then I just, the last few years, I've just had to unfollow all those folks because it's just, I don't know. I, I just want to, I just want gardening and Bitcoin. That's all I want right now. <laughs> but 
yeah, but you can send me a mes- message on Twitter, follow me on Twitter. You can send a message directly through the Clean Spark Twitter as well. And we're very active on there. We'll reach out to you and get back to you as soon as possible. That sounds great. So for everyone that's listening, you know, if you're curious about Bitcoin mining, there's a lot of different ways that you can get involved, both from, both from the corporate side, Clean Spark, or from the individual side, you know, by reaching out to me. Um, again, you do need to do your own research. There's a lot of companies out there, but uh, there's a lot of good folks. And um, it's definitely something to think about because, you know, if you are buying Bitcoin on an exchange, a rig needed, Bitcoin mining needed to happen in order for you to buy that Bitcoin on the exchange. And the Bitcoin miners or rigs are actually securing the network. So, you know, there's... Um, it's important when you get involved on a, a currency site to understand the technology that's involved as well. And, you know, whether or not you want to become a miner, um, it's always important to do your research so you can kind of understand um, why, what you're investing in and why you're investing. <laughs> so any last minute thoughts that you want to share with everyone? No, I, I love that. I love what you're doing to educate people about mining. I mean, Bitcoin mining is about infrastructure. We are building the infrastructure of the new economy, the yeah. infrastructure of tomorrow. Infrastructure gets forgotten about all the time, right? You don't you don't notice that you're driving on infrastructure to get a pothole. That's you're right. Like, Crap, somebody needs to fix this. <laughs> or you know, the plumbing is infrastructure. You don't notice it until there's a leak. That's right. Or there's sewer backs up. Um, so we got to get people interested in understanding and knowing about this important infrastructure, which is Bitcoin mining um, and, you know, how they can participate. Um, so anyway, I think it's really cool what you're doing, Jacqueline, and I'm so glad that you, you could have me on your show. It's yeah. been really fun. I, I love I, I loved our conversations and I know we're going to have uh, more conversations in the future. And the other thing that I want to share with everyone is you I'm not a coder. You know, I, I, I definitely want to learn more about the technical side, but you can become involved in things. I don't want to say on the surface, but you don't have to be a, a tech junkie in order to get involved. So it is important that everyone, you know, educate yourself um, on many different levels. And that way you can become a more active participant and more active citizen in um, our community, because like you've talked about, um, Bitcoin is used around the world. And so it's something that it's important for everyone to have a little bit of understanding about because it's not going away. It's been around for 13 years, which may seem like it's, that's not a long time frame, but, um, for something that's made such a big impact, um, and it's growing, you know, it, again, everyone needs to know a little bit more about it. So, yeah. Um, everyone, remember, be kind to yourself, be kind to others. We're all interconnected. We're all part of one world and have a great day. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Recording stopped.